If you're looking for adventure this summer, escape with Marvel Comics. Fight crime with Spider-Man. Meet the Fantastic Four and watch Captain America in action. And don't forget to read about the Coneheads in outer space. May the Force be with you as you battle the evil empire in Star Wars. Discover the secrets of the South American jungle in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And with Marvel Comics, you're never alone because they can go with you in the car or to the park, even on a rainy day. Marvel Comics are your ticket to fun and adventure this summer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I'm your host, Scott White. And what am I talking about this time? I am talking about the four issue, the four Marvel comic issue of The Coneheads. It ran from June 1994 to September 1994. I'm up here in Canada right now. I'm doing a Canadian tour myself. I'm up in the land of Dan Aykroyd and I have these comics with me. So I read these comics and I'm going to do a short little podcast on them. Not too much to talk about. I know doing a comic podcast is odd. You want to see pictures of the comics. I don't have that for you and I usually put sound bites in this podcast, but you don't have any with these comics. I may, if I can find something that'll fit, I'll put it in. If not, you'll just have to hear my beautiful voice this whole entire time. So I'll talk about what I liked about the comics and what I didn't like about the comics. Once again, this is stretching the Dan Aykroyd podcast. He obviously had nothing to do with it. These are all done by separate writers. He didn't write it, he didn't draw it, but of course, Coneheads are, are his idea, and this is just another venture that he got money on. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he did. So what did I like about these comics? Well, it wasn't a retelling of the movie, and I was happy about this. This is actually a continuation of the movie. So I guess you could say this is technically a sequel to the movie. This four-issue comic set. And this is not the first time something like this has been done. John Carpenter's The Thing, they actually had a two-comic-issue sequel to that movie as well. So I enjoyed seeing all the characters again. All the characters that we were left with in the movie, we get to see them one more time. And that was a nice feeling. What they do in this comic is whenever one of the Coneheads uses a Remulakian term... They put a little, you know, asterisk by it, and then you can look it up in the glossary. So it, it has a Remulac to English translation in this comic, and I like that as well. Now, there's a weird little part in... Well, okay, so, well, I've started off with what I've liked. We'll continue with that. So the story of these comics are, is that Beldar and Primat are going on a vacation to France... And they're taking their daughter, and they're taking Ronnie, who Chris Farley played in the movie. And they're all going to France. Meanwhile, back on Remulac, the almighty leader is angry because at the end of the movie, if you remember, Beldar tricks the people of Remulac that the Earth has this giant, massive, destructive weapon that they are going to use. Beldar blows up his spaceship, thus turning himself into a martyr, and saving the Earth. Because now Remulac thinks that they have a giant space laser that'll shoot down their ships. So, since the people on Remulac thought that Beldar sacrificed himself, they built statues to him, they now worship him, and the All-Supreme Leader is angry, angry, that Beldar is held in such reverence. And we get... So, and the David Spade's character, he's in this comic... And he convinces the Almighty Leader to send a couple of other Remulacs to Earth 
to see if Beldar is really dead. Their mission is to bring Beldar back dead or alive. That's basically it. The almighty leader, Aremulak, is jealous of Beldar. He sends a couple of, 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 uh, of hit people, another married couple, down to Earth to see what's going on. And David Spade is behind this whole thing. Because David Spade's character wants to get off of Remulac. He wants to get back to Earth. So that's the story in a nutshell. So I've mentioned what I've liked so far. I like seeing the characters again. I liked the, you know, the dictionary, the Remulac dictionary of what words mean. This, they got the speak, the, you know, the, the fast-paced Dan Aykroyd, Jane Curtin, Remulac speak. They got that down. They, they pretty much nailed that. That's good in this comic book miniseries. But the, the good parts are few and far between. Whenever you try, I know they're called comics, but whenever you try to be funny in a comic, it really almost all the time falls flat. That's why superhero comics work. That's why westerns work. That's why even romance comics work. It's like you see the action. You see the romance. And comedy, you got to have timing. You've got to have inflection in your voice. So whenever you're you're trying to convey comedy in a comic, it usually falls flat. And pretty much all the comedy in these comics falls flat. And that's just the that's just a medium. So I don't know what they thought. I don't know how... I figured, okay, here's the deal. You've got these two evil Remulacians after Beldar and Primate. You're in comics. You can do whatever you want in comics. You could have a giant space fight. Battle on craters of the moon. You can do anything in comics, but they don't do... Most of these comics are about them sightseeing in France. And it's just... I just did not get this. It was like, I okay, so I know Coneheads, you know, do something different. Make it into an action-adventure, action-adventure sci-fi comic. Well, Beldar has to defend his family, and he's got to take these other Remulacians down, or else his family is going to be taken back to Remulac and put to death. But most of the time, they're just meandering around France. Oh. Man, I just did not get this at all. You figure, okay, they're going to France. One thing they do in the comic, and I mentioned this when I reviewed the movie, way back in 75, Saturday Night Live, the main catchphrase for Coneheads were, we we come from France. So that was tied up just in their origin. And it's explained in the Coneheads cartoon. Another podcast I've done. So this is the triple conehead podcast dealy thing. Being from France was always tied up in the origin of the coneheads. But in the movie, they don't mention that at all. Now it's mentioned in the trailer. It's mentioned in the trailer where he finds out that they come from France. So what they've done in the comic is they have taken that scene from the trailer and put it in the comic. So... If you have seen the movie, but you have not seen the trailer, now you know where the origin came, why the Coneheads come from France. And you know what? I think I can put that soundbite in right here. Where are you from? From France. I come from France. Now, the artwork in this is good and bad. Beldar looks like Dan Aykroyd. Primat looks like Jane Curtin. The actress who played their daughter, whose name I can't remember, looks like her from the movie. Ronnie kinda looks like Chris Farley, 
But the David Spade does not look like David Spade at all. David Spade looks totally different in this comic. So I don't understand why you would go to such care to make some characters look exactly like the character from the movie, but not make other characters look like that person from the movie. Unless they didn't get the rights, unless David Spade didn't get him the rights, but I just can't see that. Coneheads look good, but the the human characters, some of them kind of look like... Some of them don't even look like him at all. I would just like a common, common line. It's like, okay, everybody, everybody is going to look like they did in the movie. Or, once again, it's a comic. You can make them look as big and bold as you want since it's a comic. But they don't do that. So, they make some look good. They make some look bad. I don't, so the artwork was sort of iffy for me. The story, once again... They spend two comics just walking around Paris, France. Who cares? There's two aliens on the planet. So, okay, and this is what happened. So, the two aliens land in New Jersey, I guess. That's where the Coneheads live. But the Coneheads are in France. And the the hit men, the hit people Coneheads, take over their house. And there's just scene after scene where you're just sitting. It's like your mission is to go find Beldar and Primat. Find them! I honestly... There's honestly a scene in this where Michael McKeon, he gets back into the comic as well, and he's one of those characters that sort of looks like Michael McKeon, but sort of doesn't. He confronts one of the Remulacs who are after Beldar, and this guy is just sitting on the couch, and Michael McKeon's like, well, I'll just sit with you until... Your wife gets back with it's uh I, this I, and this may sound uh, this may sound very very confused it's it's just dull and I don't understand why this comic can be so dull when you can do anything in comics. There's it's a four issue miniseries. It finally gets exciting to the last ten pages of the fourth one. That's when they capture Beldar and his family. And Beldar has to battle the other Remulac. And the loser has to go back to Remulac and face the Supreme Leader. And probably be put to death. And it's a four or five panel fight. And then it's over. It's like, we should have been saying action scenes through this entire comic book. This entire miniseries. This... They could have taken it into a totally different position. You know, a totally different avenue. They could have, but they didn't. And then the ending is... So, Beldar and Primat and their daughter... What's their daughter's name? Christ, I can't remember her daughter's name. Uh, anyway. But Beldar and Primat and Ronnie and the daughter, they all eject into the sea, and then they're rescued, and then, like, the end of the comic is just immigration saying that they, you know, we kept these other aliens from invading Earth. Giant anti-climate. It ends with a picnic, basically, where Beldar is having a picnic for everybody in their backyard, and then they're like, "Case closed," and that's it. I can't really recommend not that anybody's going to go out uh, and buy these, but I mean, it's a nice little time capsule of the '90s. And like I said, it's nice seeing all the characters, even if you don't recognize them, but it's nice knowing all the characters exist in this form after the movie. 
But for the most part, the comics are dull. They're not funny, and they're not exciting, and they're not drawn all that particularly well. So I can't really give a thumbs up. They're novelties, I would say, but just pass on these comics. So when it comes to the Coneheads, pass on the comic, pass on the cartoon, see the movie, and of course, watch the old sketches on Saturday Night Live. So this is a shorter podcast, as I said. The comics are a quick read. They're fun. Oh, there's also... mm, I want to mention this, too. There's also where they're flying to France... The aliens cut all the power to the plane, so Beldar has to fly the plane, and it's just a little weird, you know, reading a, 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 an out of control plane, which had to make you know, which had to make a crash landing. Just, just seeing that, just you know, the seeing a plane out of control in the air. It's just like I mean, this was way before. 9/11 and they had but just reading it now so this that's one of the things that does does not hold up now by no fault this is that is not the fault of the comic they that had not happened yet but now reading it now through 2022 eyes after knowing what's happened just seeing a plane out of control in the air it's sort of hard to it's hard to watch it's hard to read but uh yeah and that's it not much to this podcast i wanted to put one out like i said i'm on my canadian tour and I've been quite busy, but I was going to hopefully uh, be able to get this out, get this edited and get this out while I'm up here. Yes to the TV Coneheads. Yes to the movie Coneheads. No to the cartoon Coneheads. No to the comic Coneheads. So we've got two and two. I don't know if they've done anything else, but we're going to need a tiebreaker here with something. And that's it. Uh, so this has been another episode of the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. It's a short one. Enjoy it, and I'll talk to you later. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I just want to include this. Something else I liked about the comic is there was a panel where Beldar's neighbor is watching his TV and the Blues Brothers are on, so it was a nice nod to the Blues Brothers in this comic book about the Coneheads. So I I I always like little nods. I always like little Easter eggs, and that's what happened. So we're not going to end this podcast on a negative note. We're going to end it on a positive note. I really enjoyed seeing the Blues Brothers in this Conehead comic. That's it. I swear. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast. All right, I lied. There's one more thing I forgot to mention. There is a panel in the Coneheads while Beldar is battling his nemesis, and there's this guy running in the background. Game over, man! Game over! Reference to aliens. Once again, another Easter egg, something I enjoyed. And I will leave you with this. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.